Welcome back to another exciting, dare I say, episode of Not Playing with Lex and Dan, as always. Were I'm, you, dare I say, the excited part or the episode part? I, you've totally flummoxed me. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what's happening. Is this a podcast? What is going on? Who are you? Why are you inside my computer? <laughs> well, my name is Lex, and you're Dan. I, oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of this show. <laughs> Hold mm. on. I think I can totally fake it. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Not Playing with... Dan and Lex. Um, That's us. So we're back. It's good. It's our second season. It's been going well, right. I feel like. How about you? Yeah. It's it's SO2EO2 today, so I'm, I'm That is excited. some serious nomenclature there. Thank you. So I'm, I'm pretty fired up. I mean, we didn't get canceled after the first episode of season two, and that means we're on to something <laughs> yeah. here. The network had some notes for us, but uh, <laughs> I felt like most of them were, were either totally reasonable or complete crap. Right. Most Easy of to them ignore. complete crap. Yeah. I don't think Snell listens. I think we're fine. They're like, how do you feel about doing this show, but without the movies? They're like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like the movies are kind of a big part of it. Well, well, you know, tonight's movie is, I have no good say. Tonight's movie is also about a big thing. <laughs> wow. Tonight's movie. Okay, that note about replacing Lex, though, that one was <laughs> yeah, spot that, on. That one's, that one's becoming clearer. <laughs> but uh, tonight's movie is one that I have seen. But you have not. That is correct, and that's surprising because I feel like you're. I feel like you're trying to play uh, towards what you think is going to appeal to me here. And I'm that's I'm right. I said last week that I, I picked a movie that I felt confident you would enjoy. I believe you guaranteed it. Yeah, I I liked it. My wife did not like it. Um, I think this all bodes well for you. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Uh, but it is called Moon. Yes, I'm familiar with some things about Moon. Would you like me to tell you what I know? Yeah, what do you know of Moon? Well, I can tell you. Well, it came out just, it's a pretty recent movie. This is, in fact, the newest movie we've ever watched on Not Playing. This is true. This may throw some of our uh, listeners for a loop since they might have thought that we were doing sort of a 90s theme this season. No, we're doing <laughs> a whatever the hell we feel like theme. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Moon um, came out in 2009. Wow, is that? Oh, yeah, I was going to say it was even more recent than that, but wow, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's all five years ago. Yeah. Um, so I can tell you that it is uh, stars Sam Rockwell, who I quite I quite like. I'm a big fan of Sam Rockwell. Or well, off to a good start, then. Um, I can tell you he plays an astronaut on a space station uh, on the moon. The and moon is involved. That's a that's I, a, a <laughs> pretty good analysis so far. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I believe his only companion on. The Moon Space Station is a robot. Okay, I believe it is voiced by Kevin Spacey. Oh, look at you! I know I a lot of things about this. Um, so the, the, here's the thing: I know there is kind of a twist. Um, it is unclear to me, based on what I have heard, exactly what that twist is. Other than I kind of know that the movie's about him kind of like going insane slowly, or or perhaps questioning what is happening on his on his little moon station. Interesting. I didn't know you would know all this. I know. I yeah. Well, see, I didn't. It's one of those movies that, you know, in some ways, it's one of those movies I should have seen because I am a big sci-fi fan, and it came right. out. And I, I feel I feel like it was one of those things that I just I just missed it when it came out, and I ne- never quite got around to going back and watching it. 
Mm. Um, I can tell you that the director, as we talked about last week, is Duncan Jones, who is David Bowie's son. Um, and he's directed also another movie, Source Code, with Jake Gyllenhaal, which I've seen and I liked. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that one too, which is kind of surprising. <laughs> that is kind of surprising, but maybe the whole moon thing really sort of rubbed off well for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I can tell you that amusingly, I know that his next movie that he's directing is based on the uh, venerable video game franchise Warcraft. Oh, I, I was not aware of that. Um, see, I know things that you didn't even know about this movie. <laughs> yeah, you're a pro. Um, Technically, I don't know if that's about this movie, but okay. It's not really, but I, I interesting fact. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I really know. I'll, I'll let you know while we're watching it if the other thing. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Totally. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I was hoping you didn't know that there was some kind of you know it's hard to avoid the whole twist right. thing right like yeah. especially with a movie that's been out for several years i went in knowing nothing when when we watched it and i was i was stunned um and so yeah i mean the only other thing i would mention to you to to maximize your enjoyment of this movie you should make sure that you're ready for mother's day <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing this Firing this sponsor that I'm next about, week the, the sponsor I'm about to tell you about is not just for your mom. It can be for your mom or for your mother of your children or whatever. But it could also, if I had some of Sherry's berries here right now, I would eat them while we watch the movies. Unfortunately, I already ate all the berries they sent my way. Which is good because otherwise you wouldn't be forced to order more. That's right. For your mom and your wife for Mother's Day. So order a gift for the moms in your life that's as unique as they are. Giant, freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries, starting at just $19.99. That's over 40% savings. Or you can double the berries for just $10 more. You're going to go to berries.com. You're going to click on the mic in the upper right corner and use our code, not playing. So, uh, Dan, you've had these strawberries, right? Yes, I have had these strawberries. And I will tell you that the they're the perfect combination of fruit, which is good for you, and chocolate. <laughs> Which is also really good for you, but Even also tastes you. delicious. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle through a checklist. You say check if you would agree with these descriptors of the of the strawberries. I like this game already. Enormous. Check. Fresh. Check. Juicy. Check. Mouth watering. Check. Right. The, the strawberries don't have mouths. I mean, I confusion. let me put it this way: if my mouth was not watering when I opened the box and looked at them, it was definitely watering by the time I bit into one. Right. They're dipped in white milk and dark chocolatey goodness. They're check. topped with chocolate check. chips, <laughs> decorative swizzle, or check. nuts. We're done with checks. <laughs> you just need to use our code, not playing, when you order. The berries were enormous. Dan and I both got them. They are delicious. They're really good. I had to share them with my wife, which I didn't love because I wanted to eat them all myself. Dan did not have that problem. I did not have that problem because my girlfriend's allergic to strawberries, so it worked great for me. And this is 100% true. I sent Sherry's Berries using the promo code not playing to my mom for Mother's Day. Wow. She doesn't listen to this show, so she doesn't know. <laughs> hey, mom, guess what? <laughs> I bet your mouth is watering now, so don't wait long and order now before this Mother's Day deal ends. Visit berries.com to order. B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner as soon as you get there and type in not playing. Again, go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S. Click on the microphone and top in not playing. Order today. This deal expires Friday at midnight. Make sure you order now. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 11th. You don't have a lot of time left. That is definitely true. And, and thanks to the fine folks at Sherry's Berries for sponsoring not playing. I'm a big fan of Sherry. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's, I'm really glad, you know, that her name wasn't like Mavocado. <laughs> she might have gone into a different line of works. <laughs> Well, with that in mind, 
How would you like to watch Moon? I'm ready and willing. Count us in. All right. So we are queued up to the point right after the Sony Picture Classics logo has faded to black. My time code reads 1 hour 36 minutes and 59 seconds to go. That's if you're watching on Amazon Instant Video. We can't vouch for anything else, but if you paused right after that thing where it fades out, you're, you're in the right place. Pretty good shape. Yeah. And we will press play in 3, 2, 1. All right. Dang. Oh, man, I hope I have my audio read it correctly. <laughs> Always a worry. It's really interesting that you mentioned that because I have no idea. I'm good. Sure, you can stay in full screen mode. Good for you. Oh, there oh it yeah. Is. It was really quiet for a minute, I guess, which is just like space. This is movie is really depressing so far, Lex. <laughs> oh, see, it's optimistic. Crop circles. I love fusion energy. I love the sun. <laughs> Did they just wow. shoot it down like that? <laughs> well, me. I think this is exposition. Well, the people who named that company weren't especially creative. Hey, it's my desk. <laughs> Is it possible that you work on the moon? Yeah, that's me. Wow, that's a that's a hirsute, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> it's a good thing he doesn't notice that there's credits reflecting in his window over there. That would really cause him to question some things, I think. Yeah, that is indeed Sam Rockwell. Thank you, credits. <laughs> And that is indeed the moon. Well, oh, these credits tell no I lies. I really thought this movie was called Mo-On. <laughs> My well, you know what they say. Mo-On, Mo-Problems. Nobody says that. When I read the book The Martian, I uh, kept thinking of this movie and getting confused. Even though, you know, one's a movie and one's a book? I'm a pretty simple man. One's on Mars, one's on the moon, but still. Matt Berry, no relation to Sherry. Or Chuck Berry. If I had a robot, I would want it to be voiced by Kevin Spacey, too. I, I do not blame you for that. I'd be worried he might secretly be plotting my demise. <laughs> Gertie does not ever address camera directly in this film. Probably smart for him.
I bet you that uh, Lunar Rover has really low miles to gallon. <laughs> have you seen the film Gravity? I have not, actually. I'm barely behind on my space movies. Wow. Well, that movie had a higher budget than this one. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, they had to pay George Clooney somehow. <laughs> That's right. They've got his and her rovers. Uh, he must have AT&T. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> that vehicle does have six-wheel drive, though. It's important. He's got dice in the mirror. He also looks kind of looks like he's a gnome with that hat. <laughs> I think Zach Galifianakis wasn't available for the role. <laughs> Wait, the dice. Is this just part of the intro sequence for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? <laughs> yes. This is the backstory to Will Smith's character. This explains so much. I do that because I work from home. I guess he kind of works from home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> it's his daughter, Hillary Clinton. He's not a good listener. So few robots are these days. It's not powered like, by Siri. Not like, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he, he doesn't even care what number he just hit there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Wow. Gratuitous Sam Rockwell nudity. We got mooned. 
That is the entire reason you want to watch this movie, wasn't it? <laughs> wow, thanks, thank God they still have Flobies in the future. <laughs> Looks much better, though. <laughs> a nice chair <laughs> I approve I wish I had a robot that cut my hair I was going to say, please tell me he's making these buildings. He's like Lester Freeman. Yeah. He is exactly like Lester Freeman. Now, is he making these out of moon rock or cheese? I, you know, that would be cheesy. That's never something you want to hear. No. It's a lot like they, my kids. They blew all their budget on that cute kid. <laughs> She's entirely CGI. <laughs> Please remove the child unit now. was a really nice message. Except for that one slight Yeah, that, that was a little weird. I won't read too much into it, though. It's probably nothing. It's like FaceTime. Have you never FaceTimed? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is when you're doing a Google Hangout and everybody gets off by a few seconds, so people are constantly talking over each other the, the entire time. I like when, they, when their video freezes and then catches up with it. <laughs> yeah. Naming your plants is probably a bad sign. Right. But see, there is some overlap with the Martian. It's a good thing he's got that lens. It seems to come in handy a lot. Seriously. 
the space company knew what it was doing. Ah, bewitched. <laughs> that was that was the newest stuff they could get him. <laughs> he might just like the classic television. Ah, <laughs> uh, clapping technology is not advanced. I'm surprised that he, you know, wears pants, quite frankly. It might be chilly. I mean, it is the moon. I guess that's possible. Ah! Thank God it's that, got a bit of a potty mouth. Thank God that mug didn't break. <laughs> e- emoticons have not advanced much. <gasps> Detective robot. I'd watch his own spinoff. I would. (laughs) (laughs) Smiley face. (laughs) He does not dream of Genie. I mean, unless his wife's name is somehow Genie. That would probably make it better. <laughs> 6 a.m.? Man, the moon is a harsh mistress. And is that moon time? <laughs> It's a fair question. I'm ignoring all your moon-related puns. That, that's a picture, man. I uh, I didn't know I made a moon pun just now. <laughs> Where's that sound coming from? There's my desk again. I got paid $10 million for my desk role in this film. That's a pretty, pretty good payday. Well, thank you. Man, it's huge, that space oh. lunar station. I wonder what the rent's like. He doesn't learn a lot of lessons. It's kind of a basic. Mmm, beans. Video systems here need some work. 
Oh, the camera's in, like, actually showing you what you're doing mode instead of mirror mode. Dig your whole apostle naming scheme. <laughs> I guess gospel, according to. Really needs dry cleaning on that spacesuit. It's too bad that they can't program the robots to do this part. <laughs> that does seem like it would work a lot better. What happens when they run out of moon stuff? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Luckily, the moon is often full. It's a big moon. I mean, as moons go. Right. <laughs> That's a little bit creepy. You wouldn't really think that the odds of having a car accident would be high on the moon. Oh, God. That's unfortunate. Jeez. That chick is bad news. Yeah, seriously. All she does is cause him pain. <laughs> Typical woman. <laughs> I do not. Lex Friedman's view. Do not support the views of this podcast. <laughs> And this is where the movie ends, by the way. Wow. Sam Rockwell it's dies there. Way the more end. depressing than I thought it was going to be. There's an hour and 19 minutes of credits. <laughs> it's like 127 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Not reassuring. <laughs> How did it get him? I think that's a interesting question. I honestly don't remember the answer to that question. <laughs> you're not very good at this podcast. <laughs> it's like you're seeing it for the first time. Right. That looks like a really uncomfortable infirmary. <laughs> like, why couldn't he get the robot monitor him from anywhere? Right. Couldn't, couldn't he have a mattress at the very least? Well, he's got a bed somewhere. Couldn't it just like, couldn't the robot right. just hang out near his bed? 
I don't feel like he needs the lights over him. He doesn't need Billy Rubin. It's very medical feeling, though. Yeah. Almost clinical. Oh, geez. First day on the new space legs. <laughs> if I were known for, like, really good jumps, do you think they would call me Legs Friedman? Uh, No. <laughs> that not suspicious. Why why does a robot need to record a video message? <laughs> so they can see the emoticons? <laughs> That's a good question. Also why does he have a cup of coffee? Maybe he's a robot. <laughs> Gertie's got a really unusual shape. Yes, I kind of dig it. And Gertie needs a bath. Hey, his name is Sam. That's because he's got his Microsoft Surface there. <laughs> you can't see Bay 1, but that one is Michael Bay. It just explodes constantly. <laughs> oh, that's got a good beat, and you can dance to it. Beep, <laughs> Sometimes it feels like Gertie isn't quite as open as Gertie could be. He's a good listener, but not a good sharer. <laughs> At least his dreams are consistent. Yeah, that's something. And super creepy.
He doesn't appreciate it, lest there be any confusion. <clears throat> the things you can do with a screwdriver slash exacto knife. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between Gertie and Hal? Yeah. Uh, I can't let you do that. It was very Hal-esque. I feel like he should put on a spacesuit or something. Ah, it's just a quick pop out. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I'm free! Free! <laughs> oh, there's totally just the moon out there, huh? Oh, good. He has a spacesuit. A spare. Gertie's going to be so mad. Well-worn track. Please drive carefully. <laughs> Do you think he has to hit a little I agree button each time he starts it up before <laughs> he's allowed to look at the dashboard console? I mean, the fastest way to get any place on the moon is a straight line. <laughs> I think he does remember how that accident happened. I don't see why it would be covered up. I mean... Well, okay, I have a theory.
Yeah, that pretty much solidifies that theory. <laughs> What's your theory, Dan? That Lex, you're a robot. <laughs> I mean, why even bother? You kind of know what you're right. I see feel now, like right? it requires a large degree of proof. It says mind step, dummy. Him? I'm a clone now. <laughs> I appreciate any good Al Yankovic reference on this podcast. I know you do. <laughs> good Sam and bad Sam. Gertie really evades questions a lot. Yeah. Gertie is what we call an undersharer. What's up, bro? It's very, ma way, it's very maverick looking. <laughs> I'm way cooler than you could ever be. Sam. It's not so much good Sam, bad Sam, as it's cool Sam. And <laughs> Delirious Sam. she not irish anymore oh there she is okay thought she, she lost her accent there for a minute she does have a very weird accent you haven't you had like three years 
How come you never get to have real-time talks with her? Suspicious. That is suspicious. By the way, Lex, I'm really good at movies. (laughs) I really like his bathrobe. Neither of them seem quite as freaked out as I feel like they should be. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. I'm going home. (laughs) Taking my ball. Creepy, the erased smileys below that are super creepy. Yeah. But now we all know that dry erase markers work in space. Hey, me. I'm pretending that's your head. Read any good books lately? Having kind of a rough day, other Sam.
Well, I'm glad we settled that. Yeah, there's some other logical explanation. Being a friend. Our life, really. <laughs> He's not even asking for a hug, other Sam. Can't shake your own hand. Oh, yes, you could. I look better than you. <laughs> Other Sam is not a supportive person. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be hard to play somebody equally matched to you <laughs> or it would be the best game ever <laughs> I feel like they get a lot of work done with those that furniture. <laughs> they just teamed up. Fairfield, Connecticut?
<laughs> Doing math now. <laughs> which, which, which Sam, please, Gertie? They really need to work out a better naming scheme. Well, I think they both kind of want to be Sam. Guys, don't look nice. <laughs> Man, weak Sam looks really crappy. I did he wasn't an accident. <laughs> I can't imagine I would call my own self an asshole. Ah, uh, you haven't really met yourself. <laughs> Maybe he's up, maybe I'm in the closet. Love that comic. That'd be awesome. He's sassing himself. Nobody can get under your skin like you. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's in there. <laughs> I'm 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say none of the Sams were exactly playing with the full deck. <laughs> playing ping pong without a ball. All those eggs are broken. Oh, man, this isn't going to go well. I hate it when daddy and daddy fight. (laughs) Man versus himself. Are you choking? Are you choking? Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> no, he spent really hard time on that model. That's a bummer. Did he though? Someone did. Ah, it's tough to get rid of the monkey on your back sometimes. Why don't you check under the rug? Now they're truly blood brothers. You hardly notice it. That's Mary Tyler Moore. She turns the world on with her smile, I hear. (laughs) What about the moon, though? Nope. Real bummer on the moon. It's tough when you're suffering from that sort of internal struggle. I read books about the moon sometimes. When I need satellite reading. You're welcome. Going to see you confined to the lunar bin. Sad robot. (laughs) 
and I'm sad about it. like Apple PR. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit inside baseball. Bummer. <laughs> Gertie's pretty honest if you ask the right questions. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I am now going to have to neutralize you. <laughs> it almost looks like he's giving the finger. Rough day for Sam. <laughs> that Snuggy? Space Snuggy? Space Snuggy.
Road trip. <laughs> I'll race you. Yeah. It's like Mario Kart, only with, you know, really big lunar things. And not nearly as good shells. Nope. Aren't they on the dark side? It looks kind of light. <laughs> this is the hottest new nightclub where all the kids are coming. Dark side of the moon. I got it. I got five bars. <laughs> Throw up in your spacesuit. That is a mess. Oh, the worst. Oh, shit.
He's really not doing well. Man, I hope they're not self-destructing him or something. That would be a bummer. Total bummer. Last one back's rotten egg. Space egg. I feel like I might head for the infirmary. Oh, man. Yeah, that's never good. At least his ears are warm. Oh, really? Come on, dude. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Well, this is really a mystery you can sink your teeth into. <laughs> I hate those stupid uh, make you reset your password every three years. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Every. Maybe he turned on two factor. I was just going to say, I don't think his cell phone works there, so he can't even do the second factor. Poke. Uh. Why didn't he just tell him what the password is? Because now he's demonstrating. Friendship? Loyalty? Oh, they should have high-fived. <laughs> Unfortunately, the robot doesn't have five fingers. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think they sent him back to Earthlex. No?
think it's suspicious that it doesn't even look like it's hooked up to anything. <laughs> yeah. I will say that the, Gertie is really good at cleaning stuff. It's his primary function. And by people like you, I mean... It's interesting that they felt the need to even have that video greeting. Well, it's to make you feel safe and secure. How come they didn't check this room before when they were looking for the secret room? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. They're terrible lookers. Maybe they're cloned to not be curious. <laughs> no knobs in the future. Never any doorknobs. <laughs> You know, we said that the uh, the rovers have the six-wheel drive, but that, that old Sam barely has one-leg drive. I like that the rover has tail lights and brake lights. <laughs> what? <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it on the ticker tape. I mean, Gertie was helping him. Why didn't he just ask Gertie for more info? Whoa. Robots have a hard time with ladders. It's true. Thank God they still have printers. But we might need that. After all, I'm the real Sam. <laughs> I'm expendable. Whoa. That is a lot of secret room.
That's a handsome man. Vacuum packed Sam. <laughs> it's like an action figure complete with. Have you seen the movie Multiplicity? I have not, but I'm familiar with it. When you're all finished with your work, they call it a serang wrap. What's serang with that? <laughs> Man, they don't make iPads like they used to. <laughs> I was going to say, the tablet market has not been kind. Still got dial tones, though. a really long Eloquent. pause also there's the delay <laughs> that maybe not be your last, your best leading question. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he hung up, though. Well, cause, yeah, I was wondering if real Sam knows. If indeed real Sam is even real Sam. <laughs> Are any of us real Sam? Oh, man. 
Oh, the earth is rising in the west. <laughs> That's the one shot that they had a fly to the moon to get. Worth every penny. Space penny. They left like 97 Sam Rockwells up there, though, which was unfortunate. <laughs> Looking worse and worse there, Sam. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Let the true professional here show you how to use these precision tools. We might not need to use the return vehicle at all, my friend. <laughs> Does he have nunchucks? It looks like it totally a tambourine does. back there, no, too. No, those eh? are totally nunchucks. Really? Yep. Well, it's dangerous up in the moon. <laughs> That's my hat! Hey, is for horses, man. Good talk. <laughs> it's a real Sam to Sam conversation. I guess he's feeling punchy. That seems like a really bad cup design.
You didn't want to see the rest of that, how that went? These are my breasts, she was saying in that scene. <laughs> Sam didn't know a lot when they first met. versus machine why do they just wake up all the clothes <laughs> what could possibly go wrong still kicking that's a, that's a clock radio yeah, I, when the first time they showed that, I was amazed that that also played music. But it's the future. You never know. You sure those are nunchucks and not tambourine? No, no. There's a tambourine and nunchucks to the left of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, of course. You, you can't have nunchucks without a tambourine. Well, not in this lifetime. I mean, no man should have to live like that is all I'm saying. It appears that being a Sam clone is kind of fatal over time. Uh, Yeah, I I wonder if it's the uh, radiation from being out there or if it's just like they don't last long. Cheap knockoffs. Why am I taking a nap? I needed a new friend.
Oh, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Let's give him some pillows or something. Right. You're going to bounce around a lot in there, too. It's not going to be comfortable. Also, how does that arrive at the end? <laughs> yeah. Now, why are they making the guy go through the process of being woken up just to kill him? Why not just put the non-awoken clone in? I don't know. Realism? <laughs> I don't know if uh, old Sam's going to make it that long. Yeah. That's not a lot of time. No. He's not exactly wrong. No. Sam's a sharp one. I'm not coming back here, you idiot. Does he not understand the plan? No, I like to travel, like to the moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll see it a lot of places. Hawaii, Mexico, back here to the moon.
What happens when you get a flat on the moon? Disaster. You who do you call like M M A A? Well, ours isn't called EAA, so that doesn't make sense. It's not named oh, after no, a planetary there's body. There's no countries on the moon. That's one small step for two men. The rest of it doesn't really work. This entire movie is a parable advocating for same-sex marriage. (laughs) Sorry, same-sex marriage. He died as he lived, surrounded by fuzzy dice. They're not quite brothers from another mother, but there's something in that area.
<laughs> I'm number one. He's uh, a little handsy. Yeah. I can't quite put my finger on it. Gripping. Not really, Sam. I know sometimes you like to wait until the last minute, but this is it. This is the last minute. Well, it's the last eight minutes. Wait, I forgot to push the button to launch. I hate non-touch sensitive gloves. Honey, I'm home. I feel like for him to have seen that at that moment meant it was going a little slower than it seemed like it was going, but I'm going to allow it. It's dramatic. (laughs) 
That's what you do too. You know it. Make siren sounds. Woo woo. Ha. I don't know exactly how long the ride takes, but I imagine it's pretty boring. Well, Dan, I have some good news for you. Do you? You have now seen the film Moon. But have I really? Can anyone really have been said to have seen a film? It's an excellent question. I don't know the answer. My guess is maybe. What'd you think? I, I liked it. Your The Lex Friedman guarantee holds up. That was really oh, good. I'm so um, proud. I, you know, it's fascinating. Well, it's one of those... I think it does what science fiction movies do best, which is there is a lot of like thought about, right? It's a, it's a very philosophical movie without being overly like, I was worried it was going to delve too much into like the, you know, becoming sort of like a, a psychological thriller type thing. Yeah. Um, I like that it sort of stuck with, I like that they became friends. I was worried that it was going to become like, oh, he takes out his anger on himself and he kills himself. Right. And, and like, that seemed like maybe a little too depressing. I like that there's, an uplifting element to it. Um, it reads very much like, or, you know, it watches very much like a short story. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine this being like a sci-fi short story that I, that I had read. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I really found it fascinating. Like there was a point at which I thought like that movie could go in any number of directions. Yes. Um, which was kind of cool. Like when they find all the other bodies, I was like, well, maybe they wake them all up. And like, when those guys come in, they like jump them. <laughs> um, the you know when you talk about the short story element i totally get that and what i was intrigued by rewatching especially is i don't feel like there's tons of story padding or anything like that but you know you find out relatively early on that what's going on like you had already right. sort of sure. concluded it and then they pull back the curtain and say yes that's absolutely what's happening and then i was thinking cuz you know i did see this movie once a couple of years ago and i'm thinking man how do they fill the rest of the movie but they do you know it's just it doesn't end where it could end well and, it's not about that right yeah. like it's really it's about the clone thing but it's about the implications of it not right. about the it's not all dependent on this twist which is something i want i was thinking about while i was watching this movie is i want to talk to you about like movies with twist endings right. Right. Because I feel like there's a lot of movies with twist endings that really depend on like the element of surprise. And once you are, have been surprised, um, that movie doesn't necessarily hold the same weight that it does that it has before. Um, I'm thinking, I mean, and, and I think good movies are ones that have twists. But what I like about watching them and rewatching them is to see how they execute upon that, how they set up for it. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask, have you ever seen Fight Club? I have, yes. I'm a big fan. Oh, yes, as am I. And I went into that movie the first time knowing what the twist was. But I was still so intrigued to know how they pulled it off 
that it was still a really great movie to watch. And I've, I've watched it many, many times since then. Right. Um, and I don't think it suffers from you knowing what the twist is. I had, like, um, I had the movie, uh, 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 the sixth sense spoiled for me by sure. a film professor in college. And so then I went into it knowing exactly what the twist was and you know, it still plays as a good movie. You can't ever appreciate it the way people who don't know the twist is, but I, I hate as soon as they say, you know, don't tell your friends about the, the sure. secret twist. Just I don't knowing know there that. is a twist, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I went in, um, you see, you've seen the usual suspects. I think we've discussed. Yes, another Kevin yeah. Spacey film. Right, another good Kevin Spacey film with a twist. But I went into that also knowing. Well, I knew there was a twist, right? And so in the first thirty seconds, I was like, "Well, what's the most unlikely thing that it could be? <laughs> it's that this is this and this." And of course, that is exactly how the movie goes. Right. Um, and I think that it doesn't. Again, a great movie that I think is still fascinating to watch, even if you know what the twist is. Yeah. Um. Memento comes to mind. I, at a certain point, I this this I think owes a little something to Memento, perhaps. I can see that. Um, not not directly, but I feel like there's an element of the whole uh, memory thing being pliable, which is kind of interesting in the unreliability of memory. So the questions I was asking myself this time are one on the on the plotting. Why do they have to give him memories? If they have the ability to inject, you know, to do memory implants, couldn't they just, you know, have him remember Earth life is terrible and Moon life is awesome? <laughs> well, it's torturing? unclear how much of that is an implant. I mean, he says they're implanted memories, but right. at the same time, those people clearly exist, right? Right. So in some ways, they they sort of like the way I kind of saw it is was they they sort of froze quote unquote him at a certain point, right? And then they just replay like they sort of dole out all those messages, right? As they as they hit sort of an allotted time. But it is kind of suspicious that there would be no reference. Like he talks about all the messages he sent her and all the messages she sent him. Yeah. I wonder if that's what the the whole point of the editing is taking stuff out that is inconsistent or that would raise questions. Like when the message blips at the beginning, right? Like, is that just his mind going or is there something that's been removed to that from that? Because, you know, Gertie removed something because it would be, damaging like because it would you know point the finger at some sort of right. and they never spell it out like there's no. clearly an edit which is there. fine i, I right. like the idea that it's sort of and, ambiguous and they show you know that blip where he sees older footage of himself right right and there's no explanation for why that's happened either i kind of wonder if it's gertie trying to help him in some right. way like that's, you know, wake him up it's you know when lauren and i talked about it the first time i saw this movie that's what we concluded we decided that you know gertie wants to do right by him <laughs> Well, which I like too, because they, you know, again, they set him up as a robot that could be very easily menacing, and at many points he comes across as kind of like he's clearly hiding, right? He right. know, and again, I was worried that like he would turn on Sam, but I thought it was kind of sweet that you know he ends up being his his friend and his defender, um, and that programming is so consistent. Like in some ways, it's like the you know the the Hal programming, but gone right. Of the, like, you know, I'm here to protect this person no matter what, regardless of whether or not it conflicts with sort of what this company wants to do. Um, I kind of dug that element of it because it was, I like it better when people in movies get along. (laughs) Not that I don't like conflict, but like, I don't know. I like, I like the uplifting end of it. So I liked that there was a, an element of the menace and you weren't really quite sure which way it was going to work out. Um, But I like that it worked out for the better. Right. Um, Here's a question for you. Do you think the original Sam knows about all the clones yeah it's it's a really interesting question and i have no idea i don't even think i have an opinion on it my well okay i'm gonna have an opinion on it my take is that 
original Sam had to had to volunteer effectively to have himself cloned, that it would be too evil for him to be cloned against his knowledge. I wondered in part if he had gone there and actually come back. And then because they're like, well, we could go find someone else to come up here or we could basically clone this guy, <laughs> um, you know, without his knowledge and have an unlimited supply of Sam's. And won't that be a lot cheaper? <laughs> like, <laughs> again, knowing knowing corporations, it feels like that is not something that is out of the question. But right. I think, you know, again, I kind of dig that it's ambiguous. I don't think it needs to be explained. Um, I think a lot of movies fall into that trap of over explaining things. And I like that they leave some room open for discussion and interpretation here. Totally I, agreed. I, I, yeah. You know, this is not really meant as a criticism of the film, but rewatching it, I would say I am surprised by the decision, not disappointed by, but surprised by the decision to give it a slightly happy slash optimistic ending. Yeah, I could see that. You know, they spend just, and they do it very minimally, right? So it almost right. seems like, you know, I don't know if it's, it, it seems like on a, a film of that size and budget that maybe they didn't do a whole lot of screenings where they tweak things, but it almost seems like tacked on right at the end of, you know, like, you know, their stock is plummeting and clone Sam is testifying. Right, <laughs> but, right. But, you know, it's very, really very dark story for most of the time, especially as they realize what's happening to them. And it's, you know, it's creepy. Right, well, and it, and and it's interesting that they tack on that little coda with all the, like, radio, you know, TV broadcasts and what have you. Um, because otherwise, you could have just left it. If you had left it without that, and the last shot is sort of, you know, uh, you know, new Sam or uh sorry i guess we'd, sam landing you know just going back to earth right you know then you're kind of left to wonder what happens to him and i wonder if they sort of i wonder if that was a thing that was sort of like tested at some point and they're like let's see how it plays if we if we just end it that way and people were probably like a little frustrated with not knowing what happened because i myself was sitting there thinking like oh man i really i want to know what happens when you know sam gets back to earth right like what again? What are the implications? Because if otherwise it seems, you know, that nothing has changed, right? If he only saved himself, right. which is a statement in and of itself, but not a very satisfying one. Right. And so, you know, for me, I when, when I watched it the first time, I had this thought of, well, we'll never know what happens to that Sam. You know, you can choose to believe right. that he's whooping his way back down to earth and he makes it there alive somehow, or you can say, well, his calculations are wrong and you know <laughs> it didn't work. But so now you know it worked. He lived, and he's instituting some kind of change. Although for as long as it takes, there's that clone army working in succession still up on the. Now I think there is a fair. I, what I really like about it is this: it's a reasonable moral question. I think, like, I don't think it's perfectly cut and dry. Certainly, the movie I would say takes the stance that what's happening on there, up there, is horrible. But I, I can at least understand. I can 100% believe, without even thinking that corporations are pure evil, I can 100% believe a corporate path that would get to that point of, well, here's an ideal solution. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially if they let the engineers stay in charge. Right. Guys, wouldn't it just be easier if we could just <laughs> repeatedly clone this guy? I mean, yeah, it's one of the, it's one of those um, decisions to, uh, you know, to to paraphrase. You've seen Jurassic Park? Yes. Yeah, the uh, the Jeff Goldblum line that I love from that, which is you spent so much time thinking about whether or not you could that you never really stopped to think whether you should do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and, yeah, it, it's also one of those things that I think comes up as, you know, moral quandaries of things like cloning, right? Right. Like, because to me, you know, that that's that moment when they're... It could have... There's a, there's a moral question, right? At the end, if he just leaves and leaves new Sam 
to wake up. Right. Right. Um, which in and of itself, in and of itself, is kind of tricky because you feel like there's probably some inconsistency in finding the dead guy in the rover, finding the live guy there, and but not realizing how long ago. I don't know. This seems right. like they could. There's a mystery. There's a separate mystery movie in which they uncover all of this. Um, <laughs> well, corollary, yeah. but it, there's a moral question, right? In, in that, if he had left without changing the coordinates on the harvester to knock out, knock out the jamming. Would that be tantamount to murder by basically saying, right. hey, I'm leaving that guy, you know, he's got his, he's going to be in the exact same position that I was in. I didn't kill him, but I also, you know, didn't do anything to save him. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, your belief is that he, he knocks that down so that they're ab- he's able, that the new Sam, remaining Sam, is able to communicate back with Earth again. In real yeah, time. or at least see what's happening with all the fallout. You know, in, in theory, he could save him by... Um, letting him know. See, I was, you know, to me, I wanted him to leave a note. Uh, or right. Well, they, 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 he was worried the guys would find the, the yeah. rescuers would might find it. Right. Yeah. So I think he did a subtle thing, which was kind of cool, um, in in redirecting the harvester. Um, and if the jamming's knocked out, then you know, New Sam can theoretically see, hey, there's a clone of me on Earth saying that everybody, <laughs> like, that they're doing this terrible, terrible thing to me. Yeah. It's um, I don't know. There's, I think that the movie makes its most compelling argument that what's happening there is really evil. When the guy peeks in and says, "Well, he's not going anywhere. Like this doesn't effectively count as a life of any kind." Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, that the the movie convinces me. But uh, I I would say that maybe I'm just a horrible person. But there are times as I'm watching, I'm like, well, I mean, this is this isn't ideal, but it's not terrible. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, except for the part where you die after three years or so. Right. The the, the part where they euthanize the uh, the Sams isn't great. Well, and also they seem to be dying. I wondered if the dying, the fact that they're dying has to do with, you know, radiation exposure or something. Because a lot of those seemed like, like symptoms of radiation poisoning. Oh, interesting. You know, just living out in outer space. In theory, you know, for example, one of the problems with living on the moon or someplace else is they don't have all the electromagnetic fields that right. the earth has so that could be a problem See, I was otherwise looking... it could just be their cheap knockoffs of the original exactly movie. i was that's why i had asked you while we were watching if you'd seen multiplicity i was thinking that it's you know a potential side effect of cloning is that they just don't live that long because that was i remember the problem when they cloned dolly the sheep like it it, it started getting yeah, to advanced right. age far too soon um so I was or just... they suffer from problems from the cloning process right. because it's imperfect yeah but yeah, it's well. I mean, and then of course, for me, the interesting question is, you know, also, so you, so he, you know, goes down to Earth and says, "Hey, they're doing this terrible thing with all these clones," and you know, assuming they get, you know, reprimanded or whatever, do they take the other hundred thousand Sam clones back down, wake them all up, and be like, "All right, well, we screwed up, so you guys are free to go about your life." Are there like a right. thousand Sams going to run, you know, roam around on Earth? Because yeah. you can't just kill them all at that point, right? That's that is also basically murder right right now once everybody knows about but like what is the you know what is that daughter supposed to do with a thousand dads yeah dads? uh so I it's mean, interesting in terms of what does happen next um that that the duncan jones has said that he's going to be creating a graphic novel sequel really called mute and that he's hopeful that mute will then be made into a film which sam rockwell has agreed to appear in briefly Oh, can we just talk, just like, you know, aside from the moral implications, whatever, Sam Rockwell's fantastic. I've loved him for a long time, and this is just another one of those movies that convinces me that he is 
he's a great actor. I think he's. Ex- I think it's probably his best performance in my in my limited Sam Rockwell. I, I like experience. him in pretty much everything I've seen him in. But I agree this this one requires some extra jumps. I feel like. This, the the degree of difficulty is harder. We'll put it yeah. that way. And I, you know, it's it doesn't feel at all hammy. It's not, I mean, no, I love Back no. to the Future, but like, you know, it's not Michael J. Fox acting with himself or Eddie Murphy, heaven forbid, acting with himself. Right. When he's doing scenes with himself, you can absolutely forget that, wait a second, he's not actually talking to right. himself. There's two versions of him right. here, right? And it that's... feels like two different characters, two different performances absolutely. at the same time, absolutely. which is what makes it so impressive to me. No, and I, and I think that's incredibly impressive, and uh, it's one of the things that makes this work, right? A lot of there's a lot of implication. There's a lot of um, executions of this that don't work because an actor can't pull it off. Right. Um, but this one definitely, definitely plays. And what I would um, say too is, you know, it's it's a very low budget film as these things go. And what makes it so impressive to me is that you don't. I mean, certainly if you if you've seen Gravity recently, then it's not quite as impressive when they're moving around in space. And sure, he doesn't have. You know, he's not defying gravity at any point. But. I feel like the the set design is top notch. Oh, yeah, the, it's great. the makeup it looks is top notch. Like I was, I'm very impressed by how they made this movie the way they did. Yeah, well, and so according, apparently he's uh, Duncan Jones's background is TV advertisements, so he knew how to work with special effects on a small budget. Um, but it totally, yeah, it totally works. I agree. Um, yeah, it's a really cool movie. I I, I really kind of dig it, and it's it's definitely a thought provoking one, which is nice. Well, I uh, yeah, I agree, and I'm so like I got pretty nervous after last week's episode where I said I'm I guarantee you're gonna like this movie. <laughs> and I spent the rest of the week going, "Geez, what if he doesn't like it?" But uh, you did, <laughs> so there we go. Now, do you know what we're gonna be watching? I next had some thoughts, and and um, there's one I had in mind, but as we were watching the movie, one came to me that I think is on your list, and that I think has some resonances with this movie not a lot but like there's a there's a there's a uh, rapport in it that made me think of this movie okay and that is 1997's la confidential okay i know do you know almost do you know nothing about it? almost nothing okay excellent that's cool um i think you'll like it um are you gonna make a guarantee here I, I don't know if I can make a guarantee because I don't know if this is right up your, your alley, but it's a really good movie. Okay. And I and I feel like I've only seen it a couple times, but I really like it and think it's well made. And I remember the first time I saw it, having heard about it for years, that it was a good movie. Like, I remember having heard about it, I guess it came, so it's 97, so it came out when I was a teenager um, and probably just, you know, old enough to see R-rated movies. And it was, I remember it was in the, you know, it came up during the Academy Awards. And I was like, oh, that seems like a movie for adults or whatever, you know, like. Um, and so I was, I had heard it was a good movie for a long time, but hadn't really had any particular desire to watch it. And a uh, an ex-girlfriend, I think, actually convinced me. I was like, yeah, let's let's watch this movie. I really like it. And I was like, okay, you know, I've heard it's okay. And I watched it. I was like, wow, I really like that movie. <laughs> so um, having said that, I think I'm looking forward to rewatching it and hoping that you like it as you watch it for the first time. And um, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see it. So thank you. Don't forget to uh, to order some Sherry's Berries. Um, and uh, I guess I'll watch another movie with you soon. I look forward to it. Thanks for listening, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs>
You sure those are nunchucks and not tambourine? No, no. There's a tambourine and nunchucks to the left of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, of course. You, you can't have nunchucks without a tambourine. Well, not in this lifetime. I mean, no man should have to live like that is all I'm saying. <laughs>